everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet, so you don't have to, in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, September 4th. And before we begin, I just want to say that I am recording this podcast with COVID. Um, I was tested positive for COVID actually yesterday, but I told Daphne I was going to do this podcast. Um, I watched a lot of skating because of it. So bear with my voice. Um, and just, I want to say I'm doing okay. And I've been vaccinated and boosted. And so I just want to put in a plug. If you have not been vaccinated or boosted, please do so. COVID is still a thing. Um, I'm going to be okay. Um, but there's others that get COVID and they're not okay. So that's just all I want to say. Again, bear with my voice. We're going to get through this podcast, Daphne. I am, it's a first, a first COVID podcast. I have recorded my other podcast with my (laughs) co-host, Peg, who had COVID. This was like a year and a half ago and we made it through. Protect yourselves. Let's protect each other. Yep. You know, be safe as much as we can be. Uh, We had a bit of exciting news this week because we recorded and released an interview with Team USA's Ava Pate and Logan By that came out midweek, so you should definitely check that out if you haven't. They were delightful to talk to, so yeah, if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. And all of the, as we mentioned last week, all of the items we discuss will be in our show notes if there are any accompanying links we are going to include it in the show notes. You don't have to take notes throughout and think about, oh, I want to check that out. We've got you covered, as we usually do, with our show notes. Yes. And if I'm missing something this week, please send us an email. Um, Yes. I will make sure I have everything in, but, you know, my brain's not all functioning so well, but. Yeah. We're doing our best. If you guys um, have a bit of news, uh, you're on Twitter tweeted us and yeah. you know make sure that we know that something has come out right. because we get those from time to time and it's really helpful because Gina and I work full-time jobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's impossible sometimes to keep up with everything because it, it's just the two of us and our secret helper behind the scenes <laughs> who helps us out with a bunch of the news gathering we really appreciate it but if you have information that you think we need to have please send it to us definitely gene is going to give you that information at the end of the episode yes so let's transition to event results of course we have so much excitement with Uh the check skate junior grand prix yes our first one for pairs Mm -hmm. um you know i tuned in um Quite a bit, because, again, when you can't do anything, of course, you know, what do you do? Watch skating. Um, And, of course, (laughs) if you listened to the live stream and you were watching, you noticed that Ted was not commentating. Um, Mark did mention he will return next week. He will be broadcasting remotely while Mark is in Lafia for the third uh, Junior Grand Prix. I think he said that Ted was doing some stuff in Toronto with Skate Canada, and so that's why he wasn't there. So, but I thought Mark did fabulous. I mean, we he's commentated before. This is just the first time he's done the Junior Grand Prix. He did his research. 
he gave wonderful feedback on a lot of the skaters. I, I just enjoy listening to him. And I, I did miss the two of them together, but um, I'm glad they'll be back next week doing it. But yeah, he did great. They have a great energy together. And I appreciate that when I'm watching skating. I like the constructive criticism, but you don't have to be downright rude and nasty. So I really appreciate what Ted and Mark bring to the table. Yes, exactly. So we'll start talking about pairs because since this was the first Junior Grand Prix for pairs, let's give them the spotlight and let's highlight them first. Um, So I did watch pairs and um, obviously the gold medalist, Sophia Sonia Barum. Uh, she's known in, as Sonia in the U.S., but Sophia internationally. We don't know. I mean, that's what Mark said. I'm not sure the exact reasoning behind that. Um, it would be something I would love to ask her if I ever had the chance to interview her. I have not interviewed her. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. So if you're, well, wait, you're calling her Sonia, but I saw her name was Sophia. That's the reasoning why. Um, that she goes by Sophia internationally, Sonia in the U.S., um, but they are, her and her partner, Daniel Tumensev, are the 2022 U.S. Junior Champions. And they had a huge lead um, after the shore program. It was an impressive shore program. Huge triple twist. Um, they nailed their side-by-sides. Uh, she, you know, landed the, the throw jump perfectly. Um, so they had the huge lead in their first international, their first Junior Grand Prix. Um, and then, of course, they their their free skate wasn't as perfect as their short program was. They had some mistakes there, but their lead, I mean, they secured the gold medal really easily there. Um, and they said in their interview, I believe with Mark afterwards, that they will get a second Junior Grand Prix and they will go to the Junior Grand Prix in Poland. That's not been officially announced yet. They only had one Grand Prix assignment. So I'm glad they will get another one. Interesting to note also, you know, Sonia is only 13. Her birthday is November and Daniel is 20. Daniel will turn 21 in March. Um, And that means they're going to age out of junior. This is going to be their only junior season. And with the new age requirement, Sonia won't be able to compete internationally on the senior level until the 2026-2027 season, making her ineligible for the Olympics. Thinking about that as I was watching them, I was like, oh, they're so good. There's so much potential in this team, and I'm really hoping they're going to stick together, but I'm not quite sure, especially with, you know, is Daniel really going to wait this out and, you know, not be able to really compete? Um, and they work with Jenny Mino and Todd Sand and Chris Kinnear. And yeah, so I'm hopeful that, you know, there's, that they will stay together at least, um, you know, here, the, obviously this season. And but there's just a lot of potential and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad knowing this age gap and knowing she really got is affected by the new age requirements. Uh, moving on and talking about the second place winners, that would be Kayla Smith and Andy Dang. They finished fifth on the junior level at the 2022 U.S. Championships. Uh, this was their um, JGP and international debut they finished second, taking home the silver medal. They did have a really good free skate. 
They finished fourth, but their strong second place short program helped them claim the silver medal only by a point. And they don't get a um, time to relax. They are competing next week in Latvia. Um, another thing I just want to mention, if you were watching the live stream, they showed her several times. She is adorable, but Kayla was dancing and cheering on her teammates in the stands several times. She had the whole Team USA, thing, you know, red, white, and blue coming out of her hair, doing dance kicks. She was very entertaining, and um, that's what I like about the Junior Grand Prix, because everyone kind of cheers on everybody else. So that was really cool to watch her having a good time. She really looked like she was. Um, and an interesting note, the last time Team USA claimed gold and silver at a Junior Grand Prix event in pairs was 2006. I went back and Ooh, looked it up, and that was long so time. long ago. So yeah, this was years. great. <laughs> for um, U.S. pairs, and I hope to see, you know, I look forward to seeing both of them, um, you know, continue on this Junior Grand Prix, maybe, hopefully, Junior Grand Prix final, that would be great. Um, yeah. And let's not forget the bronze medalist, but Canada's Chloe Panetta and Kiernan Thrasher won the bronze, their first Junior Grand Prix medal. This is their second season on the Junior Grand Prix, so we had a North American podium for pairs. So Japan has a new pair on the circuit this season, Haruna Muramoto and Sumitada Moraguchi. They were third in the free skate, fourth overall. They had strong jumping skills, and they were, before teaming up, were national-level single skaters. They landed side-by-sides triple lutz, although they were called Q. And the impressive sequence of a triple sal, triple toe, double axle, Got 13.09 points, was the highest scoring element yeah. in the pair's free skate. That was impressive. Also of note is one of their coaches is the 2012 World Bronze Medalist, Narumi Takahashi. Um, longtime skating fans will remember that uh, Takahashi skated with Mervyn Tran. They were the first pair to win a world medal for Japan, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. in 2012. So, yeah, it was a great pairs event. We have pairs again next week in Lafia. Yes. So moving on to the men, Nozumu Yoshioka claimed the second men's gold medal in two weeks for Japan. Italy's Nikolai Mamola moved up from fourth in the short program to win the silver. And Andreas Norback won the bronze. This is Sweden's first JGP medal since 2010, which I think was probably Alexander Majorov. Minkyu So was in first after the short program. His program was choreographed by Elizabeth and Patrick Chan. He finished yes. in fourth place overall. I liked it. <laughs> it was really nice. It was a good program. The two U.S. men, Maxim Zharkov and Kai Kovar, finished fifth and sixth respectively, and both improved on their ISU personal best scores in all categories from their JGP debuts a year ago. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, two U.S. men in the last group after the short program, um, and then they they kept their their, their standings after the short, finishing in fifth and sixth. Definitely. So, moving on to the women, Japan's Mao Shimada was what everybody was talking about, I think, online. Um, and indeed, she is named after Mao Asada. 
Um, and she lived up to the hype coming into the Junior Grand Prix. And she won the gold by 23 points. Wow. Her free skate, oh my god, when she did her, she went into the attempt for her triple axel. I knew she was going to land it. It was just flawless. It didn't look like she put in any, you know, oh, there she goes. Bam. It was so good. Um, she... Then she fell on her quad toe, and that was deemed under-rotated by the technical paddle, but then she landed seven more clean triples. She she skated well beyond her years. It felt like she was, I felt like I was watching a senior woman than more of a young junior uh, skater. Um, her second Junior Grand Prix will be the fifth one in Gdansk, Poland, um, and so she will be there. And Daphne found out, I don't think I caught it in the stream. I maybe it did and I didn't remember it, but Kathy Reed did the choreography for her free skate. Yeah, so, she yeah. was listed as one of the choreographers and I'm assuming it was for the free skate. I guess it could have been for the short program. Since retiring from skating, Kathy has been doing a lot of work with the up and coming Japanese figure skaters, not only in ice dance, but also in singles as well. And this is, you know, she was involved in this one. In addition to <laughs> choreographing Ikura Kushida's programs as well. Uh, and Kushida, of course, won the bronze medal. Yeah, yep. And she came up from eighth place to claim the bronze medal, um, and, which was impressive. Let me just go back and mention our silver medalist, who was South Korea's Min Sol Kwan. She skated her free skate to cats, and I enjoyed it very much. She had a lot of fun out there. She was lip syncing to the words as she skated. Her costume even included the cat ears like headband. Um, I know people might have ripped it online about, oh, why was she, you know, lip syncing um, and all of that and whatever. I enjoyed it. That's, I thought it was great. And she skated very well. U.S.'s Mia Kalin was third after a clean shore program landed two clean quad toe loops one was in combination with a double toe they were great um but she had mistakes on her next two jumps uh she fell on her triple lutz she fell out of her triple loop which was called under rotated uh, both were called under rotated and it cost her the medal um you could tell she was disappointed in the kiss and cry um, she doesn't have a second Junior Grand Prix at the moment, but I'm I'm, I'm hoping the U.S. will send her out to one of yeah. the two left that they haven't um, made their um, that they haven't announced yet of who will, who will go. So um, so hopefully she will um, get a second Junior Grand Prix. And then Team USA's Elise Lynn Gracie was in sixth place after the short program in her Junior Grand Prix debut. She is coached by Naomi Nam. Naomi Nari Nam. Yes. I think everybody remembers her. Yep. Um, Elise finished the event in eighth place, but it was nice to see, again, like the men, both of our U.S. ladies were in the final group. So definitely with, you know, in, in medal contention, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it was a great women's event. So Yes, definitely. Well, moving on to ice dance. The Czech sibling team of Katerina Morazkova and Daniel Morazek dominated the field, won the gold medal in their home JGP. It's their first JGP medal. Um, Czech Republic has never won a JGP dance gold before. Okay. 
So this is the first one. There were a lot of firsts in <laughs> the dance event as a whole. Yes. <laughs> they had a five and a half point lead after the rhythm dance. They added to that to win their first gold by 16 points, oh, which geez. is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, their rhythm dance score of 70.83 is a junior record. I really like how much this team has improved over the last two seasons. In their free dance to Man in the Iron Mask, they had a great command of the ice. They had great speed. The ice coverage was wonderful. They looked more mature than some of the other teams in the event. Um, All their elements were level four except for step sequences, which is, for this part of the season, pretty good. Of note... They are coached by Matteo Gianni and Barbara Silna Reznikova. Uh, I remember Barbara, she was just retired not that long ago. She and Matteo have this school called the Young Goose Academy. It's in Enya, Italy. They had a great week because their other team, Anna Simova and Kirill Aksinov of Slovakia, finished fourth. I remember Matteo Zani as an early partner of Anna Capolini way oh, back in 2002 okay. to 2005. I loved their skating together. I was at the World Junior Championships in 2005 when they had to withdraw and then they split soon after that. Um, I think Matteo Zani is putting himself on the map as an up-and-coming coach and choreographer in Europe, which is great. In second place, Great Britain won their first ever JGP Ice Dance medal. Yeah, Phoebe Becker. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe Becker and James Hernandez claimed the silver. I remember being really bummed out when James and his former partner, Emily Brown, ended their partnership. But over the last two seasons, this team's really gelled quickly. And they're training under... Penny Coombs and Nicholas Buckland, um, which is is great. Their free dance was to four seasons. Technically, they were about six points back from the leaders, and they did get an extended lift deduction. Um, but I think this is great for them in their second season to come out and do this. It, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It was nice then, to see uh, Nick... At the boards there with them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about the coaches (laughs) in just a few minutes. Um, And not to be outdone, Japan won its first ever JGP Ice Dance medal. Now Kita and Masaya Marita, they're coached by Kathy Reed. We got to get her on the podcast. We do. (laughs) Kathy's been working with this team for quite a while. I think her brother Chris, her late brother Chris, also had spent some time with them. They're so much fun to watch. They're so expressive, and there's so much joy in their skating. And I've kind of followed them through pictures because we have a photographer. IceDance.com has a photographer, Harumi Akabane, who is based in Japan, and she's photographed some of the lower-level competitions. So I've been able to watch them kind of grow up a little bit through pictures and they're very popular in Japan and they were 12th at the world junior championships last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
I also wanted to mention this was a great debut for Team USA's Jenna Howard and Benjamin Starr. They were the highest finishing JGP debut team at this event. They finished fifth. Everyone else had more experience out in the international circuit. This was great for them. Vietnam had its first ice dance team compete in the Junior Grand Prix. Their rhythm dance performance actually came on Vietnam Independence Day. While their skills and level were far below the rest of the competitors, they only train about two hours a week. It's so wonderful to see the JGP offers the opportunity for all skaters, regardless of skills, to compete. And I really hope that they enjoyed this experience. Because, you know, it's a baseline. It's a beginning for them. And I hope that we get to see them more on the international level because I think that they can grow. And this it's exciting to have a a new country sending skaters out to the JGP. Yeah. You know, when uh, Mark said they only train for two hours a week, that's how much I actually am on the ice two hours a week. And I know I am nowhere able to do what they do. Um, so yeah, so maybe they weren't at the level of the rest of the competitors, but it was just, you know, the, the opportunity that they got to compete was just great. And I was talking with, um, Anne from IceDance.com about it a little bit, and we were starting to, um, remember, um, the team from India that competed at the Junior Grand Prix in Lake Placid, um, that was in 2019, and we were talking about, um, just we were just recalling it and um because it kind of watching the um team from vietnam kind of brought back memories of the team from india we i can't remember their names um and talked to them and we haven't really seen them um so i'm not sure if they're still skating they've moved on but we were you know we were talking about it and actually um as we were talking about it, I went afterwards to my Facebook memories and it was literally like three weeks um, or three years to the day of their performance and um, Lake Placid just about. So I, you know, I told Anne, I was like, that's kind of weird. I, we were just talking about them in a photo of you interviewing them popped up on my <laughs> Facebook memories. But yeah, so, you know, opportunities, I just, you know, for the Vietnam, Vietnam team it just you know it made me think of the team from India and I hope they're still skating if that's something they're still interested in doing but yeah I'm wondering what's up with them that would be interesting to see if we can find out yeah I'm interested as well okay that team was Harshita Ratani okay and her partner's name was Vanch Bhatia okay and they were also singles skaters as well yeah so I'm not sure but I feel like it would be great to See if we can reach out to them yeah, yeah, maybe and find I'll... out, yeah, what they're what they're up to because it was great to see them. Yeah. So one last thing I want to say about the JGP, there were a lot of <laughs> former competitors who are now coaching. We've mentioned a few already, but here are some of the others. Now they may not have been present at this competition, but they are listed on the ISU bios. So here we go. <laughs> Matej Novak, Chris Kinerim, Svetlana Kalikova, Karolina Prochaskova, Lin Shu Song, Peter Bedar, Andre Hotarik, Keiji Tanaka, Dimitro Ignatenko, Bin Shu Zhu, Michael Brezhna, Jonathan Kassar, and Bruno Massa. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a great list, right? Yes. I mean, it's we crazy. mentioned some of the others already. Right, yeah. Naomi Nam. It's incredible. It All is. these newer coaches are coming in. Yeah, a lot of the newer ones, definitely. But it is. It's like deja vu when you're seeing them at the boards and it was like, wait a minute. It was just you yeah. on the Junior Grand Prix yeah. not that long ago. So exactly. yeah, it's really cool. Well, moving on, the Junior Grand Prix wasn't the only event that took place this week. The Sea Open Figure Skating Trophy took place in Singapore on September 2nd to the 4th, um, and we will put a link in our show notes to that. And we had one national qualifying series event for the week. It was for singles and pairs. It was Skate Houston, and Melanie was the event photographer for that. She seemed to have a good time in Houston, and now I think she's headed to California. So U.S. Figure Skating did update the standings for the National Qualifying Series as of September 1st. Claire Seal leads in senior women, Soho Lee in junior women, Cleo Park Novice, Hannah Kim Intermediate, and Skylar Latoa Pugero in juvenile. In the men's event, Tomoki Hiwatashi leads senior Lucas Broussard Jr., Zachary Lopinto Novice, Caleb Farrington Intermediate, and Louis Mullane Juvenile. In pairs, Sonia Barham, Daniel Tementsev and Senior, Ellie Koretak, and Timmy Chapman Jr., Audrey Park, Carter Griffin Novice, Jelena Grone, and Jared McPike Intermediate, and Ashley Ma and Connor Fant in Juvenile. And rounding out in Ice Dance. Lorraine McNamara, Anton Spiridonov in senior, Leah Nesset and Artem Markalov in junior, Sylvia Lee and Rowan Lecoque, novice, Molly Taylorson, Cajun Pang, intermediate, and Marion Carhart and Dennis Bledsoe in juvenile. Yeah. I don't think we'll get another update until probably at the end of next week, maybe, because there yeah. was only one um, event this week in the National Qualifying Series. But yeah, I'm glad that U.S. Figure Skating is updating us because it's interesting to see how people are doing with the National Qualifying Series event. And I think there are still some competitors. I know I talked to somebody this week, and I'm not going to say who because it's coming up on um, Figure Skaters Online, that haven't even competed in the National Qualifying Series event yet. Their events are coming up. So um, so this is going to change, but it's very interesting. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we have one more Ice Dance event, which is at the end of the month. Yeah. So there's only one more opportunity to compete in the National Qualifying Series. Yeah. We have a big um, one next week, uh, Mid-Atlantics, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Golden West Club competition was held in Irvine, California. Um, it's annually hosted on Labor Day weekend by the All-Year Figure Skating Club. Uh, Andrew Torgashev competed as the lone competitor in the senior men's event, and Hannah Harrell won both the short program and free skate in the senior women's event. And Josephine Lee used the competition to prepare for her upcoming Junior Grand Prix in Armenia, and she won the Junior Women's event. It's so great to see Andrew Torgashev back yes. out there again. Yes. And Hannah Harrell had some injuries, and so she seems yep. to be back. I'm really excited for both of them. Yes, agreed. 
So the 20th annual Labor Day Club competition took place in Florida. Kevin Amos and May Mite of France, who both trained with Sylvia Fontana in Florida, competed at the event. The senior dance event was won by Rafaela Concius and Alexei Shepatov. And a new partnership of Adrian Carhart, who is the sister of both Marion and Helena Carhart, debuted with Alexander Kolosovsky um, at this competition. As far as I know, I think they're going to be competing internationally for Azerbaijan. Okay. Uh, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's great to have another new team out there. Yeah. And another Carhartt. I mean, there's four sisters. One does singles, you know, so we hear about the three in dance, but no, you know. Yeah. There's another one that does singles as well. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, Skate Canada held its annual high performance camp August 31st to September 2nd. Uh, media was welcome to attend the camp. We got media alerts about it. Um, they're more open than Champs Camp is. Uh, with you know, mm-hmm. Skate Canada allows uh, media in where Champs Camp were not allowed in. Um, PJ Kwong posted some video clips interviewing the, some of the skaters. Uh, Beverly Smith wrote an article and she talked with High Performance Director Mike Slipchuk. Um, and he's talked about Alison Schumacher is evaluating her future, so she was not there. Um, Gabby Delman has been injured and wasn't ready to perform, so she wasn't there. Yeah, I was wondering when I looked at the rosters, um, Laurence Fournier, Beaudry, and Nikolai Sorensen were not listed, and it seemed they got injured in a fall last week, so they did not attend this high performance camp. Yeah. And there were a lot of posts on social media with team building that the skaters did. So yeah, you can definitely check out social media if you want to see what was going on at the high performance camp. Yes. So now that the events, we've wrapped up all the events, we're moving on to the general skating news and the ISU posted the entries for Nebelhorn Trophy, which is the third ISU Challenger event. And just a reminder, um, anytime these entries are coming out now, they're could change. Um, actually, there was yes. one change before, um, you know, we're even announcing them. So I'm not even going to mention it because the, the, there was a team that withdrew. And so they're not even going to compete. So, but it's just a reminder that just because we state it here doesn't mean that we will eventually see them at the competition. Yeah, things change. Yes. So Team USA uh, star Andrews. Gracie Gold, and this will be Gracie Gold's first challenger event since Golden Spin in 2016. So that's a great opportunity for Gracie. Liam Kapakis, Katie McBeath and Nathan Bartholomew, Molly Sesnick and Yegor Yegorov, and Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov. For Team Canada, it is Keegan Messing, Roman Sadovsky, Madeline Skizis, Deanna Stiletto Dudak and Maxime Deschamps, Molly Lenahan and Dmitry Razguliev, and then Caroline Souzas and Shane Ferris. Also competing, Luna Hendricks from Belgium, Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson from Great Britain, and Kazuki Tomono from Japan. Those were not the only entries that we got because the ISU posted the entries for the Junior Grand Prix event in Gdansk, Poland. This is the first of two events in Gdansk, which uh, took over from Grenoble, France. This one does include pairs. 
This one's being called the Solidarity Cup. Yes. Team USA includes Claire Seo in her second JGP. Logan Higas Chen, debut for JGP. Michael Z, um, and this is his second JGP. There's still a TBA for the U.S., so I'm not sure who's going. U.S. is sending no pairs, but Helena Carhart and Volodymyr Horovy and Romy Malcolm and Noah Lafrenara are both making their JGP debuts. Hmm. For Team Canada, Kara Yoon, JGP debut, Alex Ginsburg, Rio Marita, no pairs from Canada as well. Shaima Ben Khalifa and Evers Du in their second JGP, and Haley Yu and Brendan Gang, who will also be in their second JGP. They competed just this past week. Yeah. Well, U.S. Figure Skating has confirmed that Gracie Gold and Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov will compete at Skate America, which is October 21st to the 23rd at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood. This is Gracie Gold's first Grand Prix event since the 2016-2017 season. Now, she did compete in the 2020 Domestic Skate America event. Um, and then this is also the first um, international Grand Prix event for Lorraine and Anton. Again, they did compete in the 2020 Domestic Skate America event. But I'm so happy for Gracie. I'm just, yeah, this is too. just great. And I'm looking forward to seeing her skate in Norwood. Um, yeah, this is, I was so happy that, you know, they named her to the team. So, yeah. And Skate Canada announced that the 22-23 Skate Canada Challenge for pre-novice and novice skaters will be held at Evra's Place in Regina, Saskatchewan from January 25th through the 28th. 2023. On September 2nd, it was confirmed that Brady Tanell will be the final skater for Team North America for the Japan Open. She'll be joining Mariah Bell, Elia Mullinen, and Jason Brown. That is great. Yeah. So moving on to recent interviews, U.S. Figure Skating did an interview with Audrey Liu. She talks about skating as a single skater at the U.S. Collegiate Championships. And about pursuing school at UCLA. And John Luke Baker was recently named the 21-22 Man of the Year in Sports by the Herald newspaper in Everett, Washington. Um, they did a complete feature on him. He, as some may know, John Luke was born with a club foot and parents were told he never play sports. And he's an Olympian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to hear from Brady Tunnell. Um, for the first time in a long time, uh, Phil Hirsch talked with Brady Tunnell. Um, and it's a great article. If you haven't gotten a chance to read it, we get an update about this whole, you know, coaching change and training location change that she's moving to France. Uh, she talks that she still doesn't have a diagnosis for her right foot. She rejected exploratory surgery on it. And she talked about it was like so painful to walk. She was in bed during the 2022 U.S. Championships. While that was going on in Nashville, she was laying in bed, which was horrible. Um, the idea to relocate to Nice was after working at Benoit Rashad's Camp Peak Ice, which... Um, the camp was about 80 miles southwest of Nice, and Benoit has been her choreographer since 2017, so this is not a completely, like, foreign relationship. They've been working together for quite some time. 
she has no coaching history with Cedric Tour. He's the Peak Ice technical director and who he also competed at the French Senior Championships finishing in 12th at one point. Um, and it just took one session with uh, Tour for Tanel to like his approach and she immediately told um, Benoit how impressed she was with the way uh, Tour could fix her flaws and explain the reasons for both doing it and for how he did it. And she really liked the feedback she was getting from them. She just didn't want to be told that she, um, you know, did a good job. She wants constructive feedback. That's how she thrives. So it was interesting. She is, you know, planning to do her two Grand Prix events, um, and she's hoping to have a competition before then. And, um, yeah, well, she's got Japan Open as well, so that's before her Grand Prix. So, um, yeah, so if you haven't read it, definitely check it out. It really reminds you that finding the right person to work with as a coach is so crucial because how you take the criticism from your coach and how they deliver it to you can make a huge difference. And for Brady, I really hope that this joint uh, project between Tour and Benoit is successful for her. Yeah, I really hope it all works out. And I hope, you know, I wish her all the best and I look forward to hopefully seeing her, you know, soon. Um, competing Japan Open and then her Grand Prix events. U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone did an article on Sonia Barham and Daniel Tumensev just before their Junior Grand Prix debut in Ostrava. And rounding out our news and articles, CBC Sports did an article or a profile on Scott Moyer and how he credits his coaches, who are now his colleagues, for rediscovering his love of skating. And one of his quotes I really appreciated from the article, they helped us understand that gold actually wasn't the goal. Our goal was to be the best we could possibly be, but the double-edged sword of it is it allows you to be your best as well when you have your priorities and you're connected with the joy of skating and why you started skating. This is something that Moyer said Wednesday at Skate Canada's National Team Training Camp. The article also talks about the atmosphere at the Olympics between the 10 teams from Ice Academy of Montreal. And I really also appreciated this additional quote from Moyer. My time in Montreal changed. Well, it changed my life. I know Tess feels the same way. I fell back in love with the sport again. Hmm. So again, finding the right people to to take you where you want to go. Yeah is so crucial yeah definitely and speaking of ice academy in montreal as we move into the social media updates they just celebrated three years this weekend wow three years okay yeah it seems like they've been around longer but maybe it wasn't officially ice academy in montreal because didn't like maddie and zach go and you know start training up there before like officially became yes and then they they made it official with so now we have Ice Academy in Montreal, and they also have the campus that is in Ontario as yeah, well. Yeah, well, can, you know, happy anniversary to them. Well, Gracie Gold, more Gracie Gold news, will receive the 2022 Bell of Hope Award from the Mental Health Partnerships in Philadelphia during the 23rd annual Bell of Hope celebration on October 6th. She's receiving the award for her work to help break the stigma for those on their mental health recovery journey 
and we will put um, information on tickets in our show notes. It is open to the public if you know you wanted to attend. And retired Canadian pair skater Lubov Ilyashankina will be teaching a fall seminar in November at the Strathcona Paper Center in Penny, Ontario. The seminar is being held by the Kingston Skating Academy. Well, I wanted to put this one in, but Brandon Fraser is going to be on Hustler Casino Live Poker Show again on September 5th. So today, the date of our podcast coming out, you're going to need to check his Instagram for time and a link to watch if you want to watch him. And again, poker is his hobby. This is something he really enjoys doing outside of the skating world. Um, and he's posted some clips of him um, on his Instagram, but it's just kind of fun. And so I wanted to, you know, share it again for anyone who's interested in watching him do something else that he loves. A few weeks ago, we reported that the Ukrainians Nazarov and Nikitin had retired. This week, we have a little information on what Sasha is going to be up to. She is part of Team Sevchenko, which includes oh. Aliona Sevchenko and skater Nicola Todeschini. Todeschini is a former Swiss national champion who now skates for the Netherlands. And this was one of the comments that they posted on Instagram. We are very happy and excited to announce that I and my small team will organize online lessons. If you want to join us, feel free to contact us by email, teamsevchenko at gmail.com. We will announce the first lessons, prices, and the other info directly by email. We can't wait to see you practice with us soon. So this is something new. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about this. Maybe we can get uh, Team Sevchenko on the podcast. Yeah, I would like to learn about this. This sounds pretty cool. Well, Sun Valley tweeted on Friday night, September 2nd, that the final show of their summer Saturday night shows had to be canceled due to their ice rinks having significant mechanical issue. And then for the safety of their skaters and guests, they needed to cancel the show. Alyssa Liu and Jason Brown were supposed to be the headliners for that show. They still were in Sun Valley. And if you check out like their Instagram and um, Jason's Instagram, and you'll see them enjoying some biking and just enjoying being in Sun Valley. So yeah, a little disappointing that um, Sun Valley wasn't able to conclude um, their summer shows. Um, but they said they are hoping to take care of this issue so that they can be back ready for a whole new lineup of summer shows in next summer. Well, moving on to upcoming events for this coming week, the 96th Annual Middle Atlantic Figure Skating Championships, set for September 8th through the 11th at Chelsea Piers in New York City. This is a national qualifying event for singles and pairs. And... At the same rink in Chelsea Piers, the John Nix Pairs Challenge will be taking place at the same time. It is an ISU international competition for pairs, and again, it's taking place during Middle Atlantics. The Greater Chicagoland Invitational will take place from September 9th through 11th in Evanston, Illinois. It's a national qualifying series event for singles and pairs. As I mentioned earlier, there's only one dance event left, and it's at the end of the month. Yeah. And the Skate St. Moritz is September 9th through the 11th in Oakland, California. And again, national qualifying event for singles and pairs. I think Melanie is going to California for that event. Yes, she <laughs> is. 
The John Smith Memorial will take place from September 9th through the 11th in Indian Trails, North Carolina. This is an NQS for singles. <laughs> After these NQS events this next week, there will only be three left. And they are for singles and dance. The NQS that involve pairs are concluding this week. So we'll have yes. an answer yes. as to who, who has qualified this right. week. Right. Who has qualified for the pairs um, final. But yeah, um, we're, you know, I can't believe we've come to the end of the NQS events, Daphne. I mean, like we kept at the beginning, you know, the first NQS event for dance, the first NQS event for singles and pairs, and now we are coming to the end. And again, I mentioned, I talked to a skater this week who, um, yeah, I'm going to be doing my first NQS event. And I was like, oh, okay. But (laughs) some, you know, it depends on, you know, some skaters wanted to do as many as they could. Some just wanted to wait if there was an injury and they wanted to wait towards the end. Um, but yeah, so I can't believe we're, you know, at the end of them just about. I know. And the senior international events are going to be coming the week after this one. <laughs> and our podcast is probably just going to get a little bit longer. A little bit. <laughs> Let us know what you think. We're trying to include some information. It's not meant to be an event recap. No. It's just meant to go through a little bit of information about the top uh, skaters. Yeah. And our um, thoughts on how we, you know, we enjoyed the competition and enjoyed certain performances and things like that as well. Yes. And so the final item in upcoming events, Meryl Davis and Charlie White will be inducted into the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame this coming Saturday, September 10th. If you would like to let us know what you think of our episode or would like to submit an event or feedback, Gina, can you let them know where to find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. We are on social media as well. Twitter, it's at this wk in skating and then facebook and instagram it's this week in skating and again as daphne said we'd love to hear your feedback your questions whatever you would like to share with us you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com we really appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media the podcast continues to grow and we're excited that more people are listening, especially as we're getting into the season now. You know, with the coming of the U.S. Classic, which is September 12th, <laughs> we'll be firmly into the season. Yes. So we're really excited to bring you more content. And if you like the interviews we're doing, let us know who we should interview next because <laughs> we've got some ideas. We mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Yeah, we did get someone who sent us a message on Instagram, Lindsay, she said we should interview the Browns. Well, you know, thanks, Lindsay, for the suggestion. We'll put them on our list for potential interviewees. We don't want to focus solely on ice dance. We just had Ava and Logan on, so we want to make sure we cover every discipline, but it could definitely be someone we talk to in the future. So yeah, definitely share any ideas you have, whether you think it's someone you would like to listen to or others would like to listen to, just let us know. We have our ideas, but we want to hear from you as well. Absolutely. And so this week in the IDC and FSO Spotlight, we over at IceDancer.com posted two new articles. Both were getting to know features about teams that were competing on the JGP this past week. 
One was on Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr. The other on Elizabeth Kachenko and Alexei Kalayakov. They represent Israel. Um, and Star and Howard represent the U.S. and did a great job on those getting to know articles. We have more coming up in the future. Gina, what's been going on over at FSO? Yeah, well, before I got sick, we had a busy week doing some interviews. Um, I did one and Mara did one. And hopefully they should both be posted um, this coming week. I'm not going to tell you who we talked to. We will keep you in suspense, but definitely check out FSO for those two interviews. And with that, we have reached the end of our podcast. I made Gina, it through. I you made, made it through. It. That's great. I'm so glad. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week and stay healthy. Stay healthy.